Well, we are. We're looking at the top of the hour for that, so let's uh, let's try to get the. All right. Do we need to clap? We do. Brad, you want right. to clap today? All right. I'm gonna do it. Here right. we go. Three. Yep. Two. Mm-hmm. One. Wait. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> All right. Do it again, Brad. In three. Okay. In three, okay. two, one. God damn it. There were three claps there. There were three claps there. Christopher, that was Chris. <laughs> what? Don't clap. You clap it, dude. O- only Brad clap. I'm clapping, dude. You can't keep me from clapping. <laughs> okay. In three, two, one. Oh my god. Come on. This is like an exercise of futility. Seriously, uh, I have to line this up. Now you're wishing I clapped. Right, hold on. Here's what I'm gonna do. Just Ooh, Chris clap. I love it when Brad sounds like he has typhoid fever. Hey Hey Brad. What? Can you stop the Riddler impression for a second long enough for Chris and I to get a good clap in? Okay. All right. Sure. Chris, right. you ready? Yeah. In three, two, one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what in the fuck? Do you have anything to talk about today? Just get it. This is expediting my dump. This is making me have to shit more. Yeah, don't laugh because it's going to get all those, those muscles working. Yeah. It's going to massage your, your innards. <laughs> well, we have a couple of things to talk about. First of all, good morning, everyone. It's time for Webcomics Weekly. For those of you listening live in our chat room, hello. For those of you listening uh, later today, once we've not posted this, hello. <laughs> once we've yeah, don't we have another one that we'd never posted? We do have one that we've never posted. It's in like four parts, and it's no longer relevant. <laughs> like it's got, a, it's got a bit in it that is just brilliant. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's the one where you and Chris did the uh, did the guy, the art guy, right? Rob Granito. Yeah. yeah, we we will put it together. We will put it up. Well, it we will... should just put up that part. Yeah, yes. I agree. Yes. In fact, we could add it to the end of this episode. We could just go, grab Rob Granito bit. Well, don't Take do that. Me. Now this one will never go up. No, no, this will go up. <laughs> um, just jinxed it. Hey, and we've got a little bit of news that we have not got a chance to talk about since it happened, and that is, Dave, congratulations on your Eisner Award nomination. Oh, yeah, we haven't talked about that. Oh. We have not got a chance to talk about Now, uh... Thank you, Brad. I know it, <laughs> you're very welcome. I, there's something I want to say, and that and, and this is that is you, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you never You'll deserve never that it. award. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it, this has come up a lot, and and this is where I think web comics really needs to uh, step up a little bit. And I'll tell you why. Uh, this thing comes up, and uh, voting is now open. Right now, voting is open. And immediately, every web cartoonist uh, on on the web is asking themselves, am I a professional? And I think that's part of the reason we don't see more web cartoonists winning awards. Because <laughs> all of our people are sitting there the, wondering the, whether they're uh, professionals or not. Am I a, re- a professional? Well, let me answer that question for you. For the purposes of voting for the Eisners right now, yes. But once that's done, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You don't think that I think I think come I on. Think come on, dad. Get in there and vote. I come on, grandma. You got a web comic, too. <laughs> I need this. <laughs> I need no, this. I think, I think if, 
out there and you're producing and you're and you're uh, generating an income of uh, I think you're a professional. I actually, uh, I having looked at who the qualifies, by the way, it's it's over at EisnerVote.com. But having looked at who qualifies, uh, I don't know that I understand it, but it just says web cartoonist. It doesn't say it doesn't say level of professionalism, which is weird. Oh, well, that's okay. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't. Well, maybe Actually, I, guess, think... I guess it doesn't say that for print either. You could have a self-published. I guess that's their thinking is it's no different. Oh, okay. I was going to say maybe they're saying it goes without saying that, well, web cartoonist is just a cartoonist on the web, and a cartoonist is somebody in the newspaper. So <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I, but anyway, I think they, they, don't, they don't make a claim towards how much money you make is what, is what I'm getting at. But anyway, I was more surprised because like four or five podcasts ago, I think I, I was all hyperbolic about, uh, <laughs> well, anybody that's not going through Diamond and doesn't have a printer doesn't stand a chance to ever get nominated. And I was like, oh, all right. And I told Jackie Estrada that. And she's like, no, no, no. It's happened before. Don't be silly. So I'm voting right now. Best short story. Well, I haven't read any of these, <laughs> but um, just, just like the real elections. Just like I'm that voting. senator, I, I don't know, know what this is. Uh, but I trust in Greg Rucka and Michael Lark. Now, best single issue or one shot. Let's see. Uh, I, uh, I'm going to say probably Fables 100. All right. Best continuing series. Mm, this is a tough one, but I've read Morning Glories and it is amazing. So I'm voting for that. Best limited series. Well, hmm. I'm going to go with Baltimore, The Plague Ships by Mike Mignola. And I'm waiting for this joke to land. No, there's no joke. I'm just trying to ex- uh, show <laughs> how everyone... Yeah. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. How can Morning Glories be up for Best Continuing Series and Best New Series at the same time? How is that possible? Oh, that's weird. Well, it's, it's going to well, you know why? voted for you know, No, it must be, did it, did it start this year and continue this year? That's the only way I can figure it, it, it would be both. <laughs> Well, wait a minute. Do, exactly. they, do they mean do they mean continuing series uh, as opposed to like a one shot short story? No, I mean uh, like did it, did it launch this year and then it kept did going? They, did they mean that it's continuing to start? Like every I think that he means that I think they that it means that it's an ongoing series as opposed to a mini series, right? Best publication for teens. How the f would I know? I'm not a teen. Well, Smile by Rania Telegamir. Best humor publication. Here is a toughie. (laughs) Hmm. Boomp, click, literature. Unsexfully, unsexfully. That that would be a guaranteed win. (laughs) Unsuccessfully competing against TV since 1953. Best anthology. You know what? I'm going to go with Mouse Guard. Oh, yeah? Because I like Mouse Guard. Yeah. Best digital comic, voting from my man Carl Kershaw because it is the best. Now hold on, this is a tough one because I think Lackadaisy is amazing. They're both yeah, that's yeah, true. They're both beautiful. But I have to say, Abominable Christopher Charles needs this Eisner. He needs it. It, it needs it. It's amazing. Best reality based work. What? Hmm. Uh, whoa, whoa, woo, bye. I don't want to say what I'm voting for here because I have no – I'm guessing. I don't want to piss anybody off. Best graphic album new. Hmm. 
Hmm. I'm I, I, would it go, up. I would go with Lady Gaga on that. Ah. <laughs> Best graphic album new. All right. Well, anyway. So, so, uh, so I, gotta, guys. I, I actually it's haven't talked to you simple. and Brad about this. What can I expect that night? Like, what is the what is the event itself? Well, you can. <laughs> can I take this one? Hey, you're going to be like, well, it. Dave, you can expect to lose to whoever did one comic that is never going back to doing it again. I was just going to say, given my personal experience, disappointment. Buckets and buckets of disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> just, a, just a trail of tears. That's what you can expect. <laughs> Go ahead, Scott. What, what, uh, what's a good, what, what's a good Ooh, answer to that? By the way, everyone should vote Dave Stevens, the Rocketeers Artist Edition, for the best archival collection. We lost Dave Stevens way too early. Oh, it's so sad. Fuck. My stomach hurts thinking about Dave Stevens passing <laughs> away. Um, you know, you're going to show up, and you're going to feel like a million bucks, and it's going to be pain and just misery uh, and your heart's going to be up on your throat until your category is called. Then you're going to see your name up on that um, big screen when they announce your book as a part of the category. And that is the highlight of the evening. That Hang in that moment. <laughs> that 10-second, that not even 10-second, that no, just hang, moment. No, just hang in that moment as long as you can. Get some pictures of it. <laughs> actually yeah angie took a picture of it um and then they'll announce uh that you lost to, uh, to kyle baker and then you just start tipping tables uh that's what i did in 2004 i wouldn't recommend that um <laughs> uh but anyway no it's uh it's it's look even when you win it's a pain in the ass of an evening a pain in the ass of an evening it, it goes on for way way too long and towards the end of it they really go on with uh the the kind of the like the bill finger awards and they start they start giving hall of fame stuff and inevitably they will invite some person to the stage that is as old as fucking sand and he will just tell the same story accidentally twice. <laughs> Make sure you're drunk by then. <laughs> that is a very real thing that happens at every Eisner's. Part of a storied tradition at the Eisner Awards. <laughs> a, a storied tradition of storied traditions. <laughs> Um, so, okay, so I can expect to be at turns uh, wanting to vomit and then bored out of my mind is what you're saying. Just well, like your I honeymoon. Mean... <laughs> 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 I love that. Brad's been waiting for years to use that one at a choice moment. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I just got to best comics-related periodical journalism and usa today comics section is yeah. is in there because of is all that, the colors is that, is that the comics like the funny pages they no, no they must have some journalism thing yeah they, they they cover comics but they don't have a, a funny pages uh, type setup that i know of uh, i haven't picked why, one why up. would they why would they call their coverage of the comics the comics section that just sounds like it's the comics the funnies right that really does all right, I'm double-checking that my two big categories, humor publication 
and best digital comic. Well, all I, good to go. I appreciate you voting for the Simpsons book rather than me, Scott. That was nice of you. Whatevs. We got to get all four of us an Eisner win. And now, okay, so I want to I want to admit this. Is it sad that if I lose, there's people that I'm totally fine with losing to, and the other ones I'm like, oh man, that will bum me out so much if I lose. Nope. Yes, why that's you, perfectly that fine. That? <laughs> that's super real. Let me say something that'll that'll make everybody kind of pop their monocles out of their eyes. I am officially, as of right now, as my voice goes over these digital airwaves, retiring from webcomics. Why would happen? I'm so fucking done with webcomics. The whole scene. I am, I am promoting myself to just being a comic strip artist. Yeah, it's on the web. Mm. Yes, I wrote a book called How to Make Web Comics. Yes, my phone's beeping right now. <laughs> but You're getting a call from webcomics. I am so done <laughs> with this yes, word. Please Please you want to do this. Don't leave. We can talk. I'm so done with this term. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm so done with the scene. I'm so... Because, listen, pretty much everyone else has left it. Like, hey, here's a message to all you guys just entering into webcomics now. You're putting your first strips up, and you have maybe five strips done, and you're not really sure about one of the characters, and right now you're writing down how many T-shirts you should make, and you're about ah. to email us about that. You guys are webcomics now. Everyone else that you're kind of looking up to and aspiring to be, they're just people running their own goddamn businesses. <laughs> 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 they stopped being in webcomics about five years ago when they realized everyone was coming to the web. And now, as of like two years ago, now that everybody's here, <laughs> Everybody. the everybody's here, <laughs> the only people that are still calling it webcomics are you guys scratching your way to... Victory. Trying to scratch your way <laughs> to relevancy. And well, that's... hanging on to that term because it, you think it makes you special. We talked about that. Oh, I see. Okay, we've talked about. It. Yeah, okay. I thought you meant that. All right, you're you're saying that it's not an individuating thing. Being right, look, it's, it's, it's not a differentiator presented. anymore. Right, right. Uh, it, yeah, I, no, mean, I don't. I, what I'm saying is, it used to be something unique that differentiated us. Right. No longer does it. So anyone still using that term has is it's essentially become what alternative comics became. Right. Right, but I think not. I uh, to me though, I use it differently, and so I I still use it because for me, it is about owning your own business. That to me is what it is. It's not that it's digitally presented. It's that there's no middlemen. Right, and there and there might have been a better term for it than web comics. Right, but that's sort of where I netted out. Had we so been forward more forward thinking? Yeah, like indie 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 digital or something. Who knows what the better phrase would have uh, been? Yeah, I don't know. Chris, but, do you remember – and this goes back to uh, I think a Yahoo group on – that was called eCartoonists. Oh do you – I remember <laughs> – I remember – I remember – this is my earliest uh, – unless I'm creating it, in which case tell me. This is my earliest remembrance of Chris Straub, and that was – a bunch of us were trying to figure out what we should call ourselves. 
Should we call ourselves e-cartoonists? Should we call ourselves web cartoonists? Oh, that that oh sounds my God. like can something I, just I would say, very much I would very much participate in. Can I just <laughs> say I'm glad that we did not that <laughs> e-cartoonist? That sounds terrible. <laughs> I don't remember where I was during this discussion. I were, were you a part of the e-cartoonists Yahoo group? Oh my God, e-cartoonist! That's the worst name. Why does that bother me? So I don't remember. And as a matter of fact, originally before Yahoo bought the uh, the the rights, it was a and it was a group called e-groups that fostered these basically uh, group emails. Uh, back, Dad, you're forth. reaching back in time. You're making my yeah. stomach hurt. Time hole. Time hole. <laughs> You're pulling things out of this time hole. Guys, I just did a Wayback Machine, and there is a post on this thing from Chris Crosby saying that e-cartoonist is wrong and web cartoonist is wrong. It should be called I Draws Them Comics. You're going to love them. Put them in your mouth. Are you serious? No, Brad. Why would I be serious about that? Why why would anyone say that? I like I Draws Them. I Draws Them. It sounds. It almost sounds like a mineral. I draw some comics digital. You're gonna love them. Put them in your mouth. And then Brad goes, "Are you serious, <laughs> Scott? We can't let this happen." <laughs> that is not right on so many levels. Uh, e-cartoonist. Oh, just you know what e-cartoonist sounds like? It sounds like one of those late '90s. Remember, like all the startups that would just be every any any service you can imagine online was started with e in the late '90s. Well, yeah, just like every service like, you can imagine online right now is starts with an I. Yeah, yeah, but I just remember like you know, eServe, the best hosting online. eServe will do yeah. all, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's like yeah, well, that's it's the same logic. It's the exact same logic as we need a differentiator, and the fact that it's on the internet is gonna that's gonna what be what makes it stand out. Yeah. I have I have a uh, I don't know if I should talk about this or not, but I'm going to the Rubens weekend. Whoa! <laughs> we were. I was waiting for your follow up. Well, Whoa. yeah, we uh, apparently you were waiting for a gas. You're like, I don't really think this is a big deal, but I'm going to the Rubens. <laughs> no, okay. Why aren't you guys angle. upset? Because no, <laughs> we knew about it. You're, you're a douche. Um, <laughs> friendship over. I'm revoking your Pause for stage. pandemonium. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hold for That's gasping of air. Doing. God damn it. Scott, come back in. Come back. Super pissed off now. Right. <laughs> we, can we can talk this through. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm going to the Rubens weekend. I've talked to a couple of cartoonists at the NCS, and I've been. I've been busy digging holes and burying hatchets. And uh, well, before you gloss that over, that's a big deal. You have been—I um, think you've been a fantastic human being on that front. You have been—you have been like actively trying to to mend um, relationships and stuff on with them, which is yeah. Great. I mean, it's it's one of those things where like I don't know why I feel this way, and it's really such a dumb, arbitrary milestone. But I turned 40, and it was like, all right, I can't be a 40-year-old man and still act certain ways. Like, I think it was okay till 39.999. <laughs> like, it was like, I had midnight, I had to call Stramowski and say, I fucking think you're an... Oh, it's midnight. Hey, listen. Um, we Our should time talk. time is up. We should talk. Um, no, but, I mean, uh, I did that... I did a panel at Stumptown on the NCS, 
um, the some cartoonists up there in Portland want to, or I guess down there in Portland want to do a uh, open a Northwest chapter of the NCS, and they had a panel about it, I guess, and they wanted me on it for some reason. And uh, after that panel, I started making some calls and talking to people and just trying to see if we could figure out why we were mad at each other because I had forgotten. And 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 I knew they were arguments that started in 2004, right? And you know, a lot of time has passed. So when you get on a phone with someone and you and you're like, "Why are we fighting again?" and they're like, "Well, because you said these things," and I'm like, "All right, that's a good reason." <laughs> yeah, I'd be mad at me too. So let's discuss that. Um, those things were said in 2002 by an angry young man who felt he had a battle to fight, but that battle's kind of over, right? What, yeah. One of the questions asked of me on um, the NCS panel, Jen Sorensen, an editorial cartoonist, asked me wanted, why I wanted to join the NCS because she did not understand the career benefit to it. Most people in her line of work join for networking because their money comes from publishers and editors and and not from readers. And so they want to go to those things to run into other cartoonists and meet publishers and make those connections. And she said – are you looking to legitimize web comics? And I said, "Oh no, that's already happened." You know, I mean, I don't need to do that. I would if I tried to legitimize legitimize web comics at this point, it would seem like I was just trying to legitimize myself. I mean, they're legitimate. No one questions it anymore. Right. Um, everyone's trying to figure out how to make them for their for their own companies. Yeah. But anyway, uh I started talking to them and trying to understand their point of view too. And what used to be, um, oh, these guys are just, you know, pat us on the head and say, all right, children, the adults are talking now. Go draw your pictures, but you're not real cartoonists. Those days are past. I don't, I don't think there's a lot of non-bitter print cartoonists, traditional print cartoonists that still feel that way. I think a lot of them get it now. Mm -hmm. Most of them get it now, but most of them still... Are, have a concern, and I've been trying to decipher what this concern is, and it wasn't until an NPR story came around that I finally understood it. And the the NPR article was on a political cartoon that was created that showed Obama as um, a chimpanzee with chimpanzee parents, and it said this is the reason why there's no birth certificate, because he's a monkey. Uh, and so the NPR person had on two editorial cartoonists. One was Mike Lester, who's a Pulitzer Pulitzer winner. And she was discussing, like, why can't we use monkeys to describe the president? Why was it okay for George Bush? And Mike Lester goes, um, because George Bush is white. <laughs> <laughs> and the NPR lady said, well, why is it okay for white people and not, and not for uh, African Americans? And Mike <laughs> Lester said, really? <laughs> and he goes, uh, because there's a long history of that imagery being used to disparage and dehumanize African Americans. Was this right. NPR person serious? <laughs> I, know, I, I don't like, know. I like how the NPR person is a third grader that's not used to American history. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I don't understand. So why did the Civil War happen? Wait no, a minute. But, but like, I, she was posing it almost like, I know the answer, but let's discuss it. Right, but the worst <laughs> devil's advocate ever. Right, right. Yeah, um, and why would that be bad? But she's court, like, now court-appointed devil's advocate. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for this NPR 
lady to get around to who drew the cartoon, you know, what political cartoonist would would make that comic? Yeah. And it turns out it was a member of like the Orange County GOP, some right. GOP organization, and it's just a lady that made a doodle. Uh-huh. And and uh, Mike Lester was like, "Look, I'm less concerned about the contents of the cartoon, and I'm more concerned about the fact that." Someone in a political group doodled on a napkin, and everyone is saying it's an editorial cartoon. Like, we're professionals. We have journalistic ethics. You can't just say that anyone that did a doodle is a cartoonist that made an editorial cartoon and and apply that to what we do. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's not fair. And and she's like, well, what do you mean professional ethics? You know, tell me about that. And so they went into <laughs> this is the dumbest journal. I know. <laughs> you you can probably find. I'm paraphrasing poorly. No, no, but, no. You're doing great. I'm laughing at her. Uh, I'm probably doing her a disservice. But this is this is the impression that the the, the, the she, thing. She, she's asking all of the like uh, implicit questions of an audience listening to a presentation. Like, <laughs> if you go up there to say to give a speech, you don't have to have the audience saying, "What is that that you just mentioned?" Just go into that. <laughs> like, no, that's coming. I'm going to do that. That's what this is. <laughs> we'll get to You're... that. <laughs> uh, but the main concern of these two cartoonists were, um, <clears throat> if if um, if anyone can be a cartoonist, then then it doesn't matter who's a cartoonist. Then what is you know? Right, 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 right. Um, and, and that was what was really concerning about them was like, um, they actually really think about this a lot and they, they worry about this stuff and they hold themselves to certain journalistic responsibilities and ethics. And people have been trying to hammer this down my throat from colleagues to readers, which is you, you know, you grew up, you grew up thinking of yourself a certain way and you have you have your own insecurities and you don't understand why anyone would hear something that you said and take it so seriously. But people take what you say seriously and you have a large podium. And when you get on there and say, well, this guy's a real douche, um, that affects things. And you should think about what you say before you say it. And Chris, you and I have, you've been there when I've been frustrated about this, but, um, and, and you have politely and really nicely tried to convey the same thought to me, which is, no, what you say is carrying some weight, and you need to accept that. And I think that that is what I've been missing, is that once you, once you get any kind of cachet, you have to take that into consideration now. Right. And I, I think that's something that I haven't done for a while. Well, and it's, so, it's, it's political, and that's <laughs> the stuff that you're like, I don't like doing that. Well, it's not even that it's political, but it's it doesn't it doesn't mean that I'm not going to still say, um, I think this guy's a douche. But it 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 means that if I'm going to say that, I need to understand the consequences of it and who it's going to affect and decide if it's a smart move. Well, and also that your voice, for lack of a, a better metaphor, carries far across the valley. You know, like you have a big bullhorn because sure. because of your popularity. You know. Sure. He, he was, he was, you know, this goes back to when I was being vocal against micropayments and McLeod wrote me an email and he said, I don't understand why you're being so negative. And I said, because I think micropayments are really dumb. You should be teaching people to strive for macro payments. And he said, I just feel like I'm on a hillside trying to teach people how to fly airplanes and you're in your Zeppelin with your bullhorn screaming down that we're all idiots. And, <laughs> and he's like, you know, you got a big podium and you're, you're, you're just, you're, you're, you're raining on our parade, and I don't know why you would use that podium to do that. And uh, and it really bothered me that he didn't see me on the hill with them, you know, yeah, right. in, a, in a plane that was flying and going, no, guys, look, this plane, 
Um, so anyway, uh, uh, sorry, I made the mistake of looking in the chat room. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but anyway, (laughs) where it's just chaos. (laughs) <laughs> but but it, there's it's a really, chair on fire. <laughs> I see it, that Zeppelin. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if I always agree with with some of these print cartoonists, but I understand better now that it's not about no we're the real cartoonists and you're the amateurs. It's more about no you're a professional too. But how do we know that you think about things the same way? How do we know that you understand the responsibility of the title you're taking on? Because we we take that very seriously. Right, right. Do you take it seriously? Yeah. And do you feel it's important to take that seriously? And um, I always have, and I, and it's funny that I have been on the opposing side of these guys because talking to like even talking to Steve McGarry, he's like, well, it seems to me, although he has a really awesome accent that I'm not going to try to copy, but he's like, it seems to me that you feel the same way I do about all this. I don't know why we've been fi- why you've been so outspoken against what we do. Um, and I said, because you won't let me in your stupid club. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, well, here's an interesting thought. <clears throat> Let's say you could go back and do it all over again. You're, you're, you're in that same situation. Mm-hmm. You, you have launched PVP. It's doing well. And uh, the syndicated cartoonists take a look at what you're doing, and they're saying, nah, he's just a T-shirt salesman. Knowing now what you knew then, how would you react differently? Well, wait, hold on a second. We're doing some time hole shit now. This is all about the time hole. If are you saying I know how everything's going to turn out? Can I just make a request? Do not title this episode. <laughs> Can I just make a request? Please title this episode "Time Hole." Uh, We're titling this time hole. Uh, it's the perfect uh, hole. I, I want to get okay I with be that it. terrible Vader yell at the end of that I mean, terrible. <laughs> 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 uh, no, I, I, I. Yeah, knowing, knowing. I, yeah, I guess the the correct way to say it is knowing now. Uh, what you wish you would have known then, how would you react differently when you get called a T-shirt salesman? I mean, what you're saying is, geez, the way I reacted was not conducive uh, uh, to getting things done. And I'm saying, how could you have reacted differently? I think that... Because I'll, I, 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 I'll give you a little tip off. I don't know that you could have or should have reacted differently. No, well, no. There, yeah, but I have this argument with other artist friends of mine in L.A. too, is that there's, there, there's a fundamental uh, security that you have to have as an artist that you can just shuff off idiot points about that, that are made about your career, you know? That you can't, you can't internalize them in such a way that, that everything has to have a response. Like, you don't have to respond to that. But if you if you let somebody paint you with a brush, you can't complain about looking five years down the road and realizing that you're blue. Uh, well, I don't yeah, understand. I guess what, I, what I'm saying, Brad, is that no, and and that wasn't a, that wasn't a, a play on words. So what I'm saying is, it, you can't allow yourself to be defined by other people, and exactly. sometimes well, that's that means, I, and sometimes but, but, that means taking up the contrary point and saying, "No, I'm not a t-shirt salesman. I'm a cartoonist just like you." 
Well, what I'm saying is that that by by raising it up to acknowledging it and to arguing about it, you you are giving it some validity. That there's some like if if some moron walks up to the street brat and goes, "You're a terrible human being." Do you internalize that and go home to your no, wife I, and go out in a half hour argument with a crazy man on the street who said I was a terrible human being? I just, I just I just say, "Mom, how did you get here?" <laughs> Well, I, I, this is sort of my broader philosophy: is that you have to have you have to have a sense of security as an artist that doesn't allow for this stuff to chink your armor. You know, like you, we've all got to just be like, all That's right, racist. So- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I went the exact same place. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm an NPR reporter, and I don't understand the broader meaning now, of words. Now, why is why is chink a bad word? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, really. It's a Seriously? racial this slur against uh, the Chinese Americans. Well, what's wrong with slurs? And what's wrong with saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how do we know? How do we know that that's not what they are? And NPR is brought to you by Archer Daniels Midland Supermarket to the world. And she goes. Now, why is it that it's bad to call Filipinos Chinese Mexicans? No one said that. Well, that's how. That's. I'm not saying I said it. I'm just saying why is that bad? Well, I I said it at a party and somebody got really mad. <laughs> I think we're moving off the topic of political cartoons. No, no, no. Let's finish this. We were watching. We were watching TV and we watched this show called Off the Map and it's a it's a it's a new doctor show by the same people that make Grey's Anatomy and Angie and I really like it. And one of the doctors on that show um was a guest a guy on Castle. He was he's got he's a regular guy on Off the Map, but he was like one of the red herring suspects on Castle. Okay. And for the life of me my brain when I saw him not in the jungle in because uh, uh, off the map is takes place. I guess it's supposed to be in South America. All these doctors in this clinic in South America, and this guy's always got on like a straw fedora and he's in like a loose linen shirt and shorts. Yeah, yeah. And now he's on the beach in a in a in a wetsuit surfing, and then they also have him like in a suit with glasses on, and I'm like. My brain cannot make the connection. Like, how do I know this guy? How do I know this? Where do I know him? <laughs> and Angie gives me a look, and I'm like, hey, I am not remembering this guy because I am not making the connection, not because he's black. And I, <laughs> and she goes, I didn't say anything. And I said, oh, my racism is blocking me from figuring out who this guy is. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> Anyway, it was a guy from Off the Map, and I love that show. But uh, uh, anyway, enough of racism. Well, not enough of it, but uh, I can't. <laughs> there will never be enough. There will never wish. be enough. We uh, wish there was enough. So, so did you answer my question? How would you do it differently? Well, here's the thing, because I think it's pretty safe to say that a lot of my career was built off of some of that. Yeah. Racism. And... <laughs> Racism? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think that I think that up to a point it was okay. I think that I think that oh, I went that the conflict was you're saying the conflict was helpful to your career? I think it helped establish certain things about me, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Keep going. I mean, I think that I think that a lot of people rallied behind that sometimes. I or at least it I think felt so that too. Way. I think so too. Yeah, um, no, I'm not yeah, I'm not disagreeing. Keep going. I'm not sorry. But there was a point where that Time was over. Like, I mean, when I when I um, announced at the San Diego Comic Con 2004, I was going to give PVP away to newspapers, and then I it probably wouldn't work. But I was going to give it away for free anyway and see what happened. 
And R.C. Harvey pulled me aside and said, um, You've made a powerful enemy. <laughs> no, he said, You're either the smartest cartoonist I've ever met or the stupidest. And I'm like, Well, for those, yeah. by the way, for those that aren't familiar with R.C. Harvey, he's a Warner Brothers cartoon from the 1920s. That is how he talks. Um, no, he said, You're, yeah, you're either crazy or, 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 or brilliant. I just like the way you did his voice. Yeah, or something like that, and 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 I said, I said, uh, and then I struck him with a I'm, mallet. I'm probably, <laughs> I'm probably crazy. But when that when that went no, nowhere, um, I think that's when I went down the wrong path. Because then probably. it just became about the fight. You think? Yeah, that's when it became about the fight. Yeah, and once it became about the fight, then you know, I think that, and then. You know, pretty much everything on the Daily Cartoonist was a huge mistake. <laughs> Finding the Daily Cartoonist was a huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that all the fighting with Ted Rawl, where he was like, "Well, how much money are you make and prove it," you know. Yeah. Well, that I mean that awful. that seems even stupider than than fighting with Wiley in two thousand and two. Yeah. Um, but there was a point where. Nobody questioned anymore whether or not web comics were, or at least those of us making web comics that wanted to be considered legitimate were legitimate. There was a point where no one questioned it, and we kept, I kept fighting. Right, right. I see what you're saying. Well, the good news though is that that it, you're, it's turned a big corner, and that you're you're going to go and talk and meet all these uh, cartoonists, right? Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to that, and then I I'm nervous about it too i'm very worried about it too what what part makes you nervous well it was like a last minute decision to go a last minute decision to be invited um the president i sent a letter of apology to the president of the ncs who happens to be jeff Keane, which is weird writing a letter to jeffy <laughs> from the family circus but that's what i did um i felt like i owed the ncs an apology because i've said things that are really stupid and hurtful um and they're cartoonists, and whether I agree with things they say online or not, uh, <clears throat> they're my colleagues. They may not believe that, but I do, and so I should at least treat them with respect. So I apologized for the things I'd said that were BS, and he uh, was affected by that. And he invited me to the Rubens. Um, Stramowski did. McGarry did. Bill Amond is really excited about it. But it's just one of these last-minute things where... You know, I'm canceling plane tickets, buying plane tickets, spending money to go to the Rubens. It's going to be a lot of money to go. And I'm worried that I'm going to go and be either disappointed or be not liked. I don't know. I'm a little worried about it. No, you're going to have you're going to have a good time. But you've seen that in you've seen that in person at at other conventions and stuff like that. You can have an argument with somebody and in person it just dissolves. Right. And and right. you can either you can either build on that or you can spin around and just keep fighting because that's happened too. And I'm not saying that you do that because other people are also eager to keep fighting. I well, yeah, I mean, he's gone home. Tie that up to that night we had in San Diego where we're sitting next to uh uh John Glenn and uh Ted Rawl came up. And and everybody it's like that scene in the old west where the gunslinger comes in and the guy stops playing piano and everybody, you know, it stops what they're doing and and uh Ted's like hey how you doing we're like hey how you doing and, and next thing you know we had a perfectly nice uh brief uh but 
pleasant conversation. Yeah, my exchange with Ted Rawl was he came up and we looked at each other and then we both smiled and I said, Alan, Alan Gardner, the Daily Cartoonist, owes us a, like $1,000 each for, for advertising. And he goes, no shit. And then we sat down and we were laughing and drinking the whole night. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to be fine. And, and Chris, you, you're going as well, right? Yeah. So you'll have Chris and I there too. That's, that's going to be a good – it'll be a good weekend. I think no, it'll, it'll be, be good. I think it'll be something to the effect of uh, McGarry was saying that when new people come in, uh, the younger cartoons make it a point to bring everybody around to the old timers. Like this is Mort Walker, and then he just goes meh, and then you shake his hand, and then you know, then you spend the weekend <laughs> with the younger cartoonists. Yeah, <laughs> but it's also fun. Like um, I, I've been to two or three of them. It's just fun too to see cartoonists that you would never expect to like each other sitting there talking with each other. Like that to me is the fun part. You're like, really. Mort Walker and and I don't know I'm trying to think of somebody but uh, just like cartoonists from Mad cartoonists from newspapers people like in totally different spheres of life you know mm-hmm. right. like that's it's gonna it's kind of cool to see that you're gonna you're gonna love the weekend There's well a- we'll have a good time and I and I'm excited because isn't this the first talk ever being given at the NCS about web comics uh, I, I I don't know I haven't been the last couple of years so I don't know what they've had anything but yeah uh, it might be Kate, right Kate Beaton and Randall Monroe and I are going to do a panel talk on web now would that would that make you would that be significant for you Scott since you've uh, disavowed web comics at this point <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so rare for Brad to be the asshole I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I I just that somehow that just snapped together in my mind. I couldn't I couldn't pass it up. He's not la- he's not laughing, is he's he? He's not he's not letting it he's not oh, letting me have it. Oh boy. I'm oh, sorry. Means- you know I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh I, I I it would still um yes, I would still like it to see it. Well, because what's, no. what's going to happen is Kate and Dave and Randall are going to sit up there and discuss their career paths, right? Mm-hmm. That's the panel, and then when when that ends, they're going to be like, "Oh, okay." So yeah, the purpose of the panel will be, will essentially be this term is stupid. Mm-hmm. Come on, you guys disagree with me that that term is done? Nope, I, I do oh, not. Why? I, where did, why did you feel that we disagreed with you? Oh, because Brad I, just made I, a I little disagree. funny shot. I, d- I disagree with you. I don't think it's done, but uh, but I, as I was saying before, I think it's not done based on business model, not based. Oh, on, you know what? Oh, okay. But Dave, I'll, do you really I'll, need web comics to describe I'll, that business model? I'll take yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ninety. What? Like, think of the average person you pitch to at a convention. What? They still they still don't <laughs> know what to do. No, I'll take that tack too, but I'll say that the the term webcomics doesn't mean anything. Like it it we I think we still need the term, especially at least in our circle to describe that business model of of giving something away for free. There might be a better term, but I don't think the term is going to go away. But I do think you can get into the mindset where the term is everything. Well, you, I you, think you're right, Chris, because I think that I think that it's come to a point where certainly it means different things. I think the term webcomic at the NCS Rubens weekend means something different from a guy who's who's he and his group of eight people who make webcomics and they're worried about all the drama going back and forth. Like webcomics totally webcomics to specific. Webcomics to the NCS means different than it does to Remedial Rob, right, Brad? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yo, definitely. Okay. Definitely. So, so to some people, it's it's a business model that they're trying to understand. To some people, it's this badge they're wearing, as if to say, uh, "Me too." Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Don't don't discount. And I'm done with that. I'm in. 
For, well, if, for a good, a good example is I have I have twenty seven thousand Twitter followers. How many of those people do you think make their own web comics? I guarantee you, it's everyone that's ever sent me a shitty tweet. <laughs> Seriously, if someone sends me a nice tweet and I go and look at their profile, it's like you know Branson, Missouri, you know, and there's nothing. It's just like mom, two kids, and I love um, watching you know Bride Wars. And then if someone's <laughs> like. Um, Scott Kurtz, I'm so sick of his shit. You go and it's like, you know, his name, where he's from, and then a URL to his webcomic. Right. You know, so right. <clears throat> what I'm saying, it's uh, it's like this eBay thing I just put up. I put up a picture of uh, Lolbat that I did. And, and, and I'm going to add it to the description, although I thought it was obvious. The drawing is, um, is, is referencing the Adam West Life magazine cover. Yeah. And there's been a ton of tweets this morning like, you know, Kurtz, you're ripping off that Life magazine cover. You should put that in the eBay post. Oh, jeez. Like, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's like three or four tweets this morning like, you know, I have nothing against Scott Kurtz, but <laughs> I love that beginning. It's kind of shitty for him to not let anyone know he ripped off that Life magazine cover. Every single one of them has a webcomic. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. And am, it's I, like, am I dumb that I don't know this Life magazine cover? What are you talking yes. about? I was trying to explain this to Chris. We we all think of that 1966 Batman TV show as being dumb, but it was huge. It was huge. Yeah. And he used to he used to go. Adam West used to get up in the costume and go to like car dealerships. He would do signings. <laughs> no, he was he would show up. He would show up places and be flooded. Yeah, I love that it was a car dealership was the go-to. He I, well, he was huge. He was Gabby Hayes huge. He used to go to car dealerships. No, he would do a lot of that stuff. And he was on the cover of Life magazine doing that silly jump up and making cats paws hands. <laughs> and Life magazine was like, "What is this Batman phenomena?" You know, right? <laughs> and 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 what is a Batman? And why do we need a Batman? <laughs> why not a different animal? All these young webcomic people that are too young to remember that cover coming out. I mean, I'm too young to remember the cover coming out. But so, but I want to go back to this though. So, to, to crystallize your argument though, your critique is not that the the term web comics isn't 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 uh, inherently useful to some. It's just that too many people claim it as a mantle of legitimacy. Is that what you're saying? I think that I think that the term um, used to describe a, a fledgling business model. Now it just describes a revenue stream, business model wise. And a lot of people are using it to describe a scene, uh, um, a cottage industry they belong to. Uh, and yeah, a badge of honor, a mantle, kind of like alternative comics. Right, right. Because uh, it used to, you know, it used to be that webcomic implied a lot of, to a lot of people. And I, you know, I think there's still some cartoonists that grip onto this. Like, no, webcomic carries a lot more meaning with it because we can do things other comics can't, and we can, we can, we can say things that other comics can't. You know, nobody's um, done that effectively, I think, or very few people have done that effectively. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, but I think I. All right, I'll be the devil's advocate though. I, I still think it has a differentiating point because if I say to you, I'm okay. Like your your argument, Scott, is probably that you want to just say you're a cartoonist, right? Is that what you're saying? What I, I'm just saying, I'm sick of what the scene has become. Oh, okay. I think well, too many people have adopted the term to represent some kind of badge of honor, some kind right. of scene. Right, so now you're, okay, I get it. So you're becoming like Mike Lester saying, look, that's not an editorial cartoon, right, is what you're saying? 
And there's, kind of, there, yeah. I'm, I'm agreeing with you on that. But so it was no, yeah. I mean, I mean, I might have reached the age where now it's like now okay. you want a differentiator that says, "Look, I'm a pro, and this is a 19 year old who just put up a, a WordPress site with some comments." Not on. even that. Not even that. Because I, I think that you could be super professional and, and, uh, um, and make and still make those claims and still want to be a part of that scene. So what do you want mm -hmm. to? I guess I'm trying to drill down to what you. <laughs> what do you want from us? <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I understand it. I just don't. I just don't know that I need to say I make a web comic anymore. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. Yeah, you can say. Like, when people ask me what I do, I used to say I make a web comic, and now I just say I'm a cartoonist. Because it used to be, where can I read your stuff? And then right. you'd say, well, you go online. But now they say I say I'm a cartoonist, and they go, oh, what's your website? Well, that's true. That like, okay. Let's let me let you me remember when people used to ask what you do and you'd say a cartoonist yeah, yeah. and they'd say, Oh, are you in the paper? Right. Yeah. No, it would be the why, first words out of their mouth. You guys will agree to this too, though, is that for different people that you cross in life, you describe yourself differently, right? Sure. So oh, like yeah. at a convention when people say, What do you do? Like at a convention, I go, I'm a comic strip cartoonist. Here's a sample. Oh, where can I read it? On the web. So that's the phrase of that conversation. In a meeting <laughs> in a meeting of other cartoonists, you said I will, that snotty? On the web. No, 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 on, on the, the web. web. On the web. No, but but then to a uh, to a bunch of cartoonists who know who I am, I would probably describe myself as a web cartoonist because if I'm talking to two New Yorker cartoonists and a and a syndicated strip cartoonist, that's the differentiator. You know, it that that maybe is, but... I think it's less with them. You think? honestly? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, most people in the comic book scene understand the difference, and most of them have. Almost all of them have their own website anyway. I see. Yeah, what yeah, you're, yeah. But, yeah. No, but I'm, but I'm saying it still comes back to I make my money very differently from how. What I'm, is Carl Kershaw? He makes his money primarily from Marvel and DC, and then has a webcomic on the side. I would imagine. Well, but he's a comic book artist, right? He draws comics. Sure, but you described. But remember, you described him as a comic book artist, which is a differentiator from a New Yorker cartoonist or a syndicated cartoonist or what? I guess. I guess. All I'm saying is that I like where Carl sits better. <laughs> all right. Well, that's fine. Yeah. You, I mean, look, I'm not saying it's just fair. Or what we all would, have, would admit, which is that we want to be Carl. That's man. fine. <laughs> I've seen the picture, and he's at a drafting table, and there's a white wolf next to him. He's like one of the Starks from you're Game like, of Thrones, and like, I want to be him. You're also like, he's just a magnificent human being. He, look, he's so smart. Oh. No, what I'm saying is that I think that I think that. Um, Carl likes to create things, and one of them is a web. One of them is a comic strip, and it's on the web. But you don't have to say that anymore. Everything's on the web. That that's what I'm. That's what I'm telling you. All right. Well, no, I, I I yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that more than having to need it to differentiate. Here's here's what I'm saying. So, How about so, this? How about it, this, so it's guys? Not, it's not worth differentiating from from what I have on my site to what somebody has on GoComics.com. That you don't think that's a differentiator. There's a different. I'm just saying the term is starting to smell, and we might want to learn how where we're going to jump when it's when it's time to jump ship. Well, we jump to cartoonists. That's okay because this term like, web comics things, is starting the, to stink of the amateur label that professional really cartoonists used to up, give it. Because yeah. one of the things that's going to be, I'm sure, in pants. the members in the members meeting for the National Cartoonist Society, a couple of people have already broached this with me. They want to talk about how to start awarding web cartoonist awards in the NCS, right? And my whole argument when I walk in there, this is, this is arguing to your side now, my whole argument when I go into that meeting is I'm going to be like, guys, I don't want to win best cartoon printed on a paper bag 
in a bright blue sunlight. I don't want it to be medium specific. Just say best comic strip cartoonist, best panel cartoonist. Yeah. And leave it at that. Yeah, like, done. Yeah, so I agree with you in that regard. You guys understand, these people understand the aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, but what I'm, what I'm saying though is that there is still a differentiating value in describing something for, in different circles, there's, a, there's value in describing it differently. The, the reason why, the reason why um, a syndicated comic strip is, is, is respected more than a web comic strip is because a syndicated comic strip had to have been looked over and accepted by an editor, a syndicate, a newspaper editor, you know, mm-hmm. right. accepted by the public not to be dropped. There was a gauntlet there. Maybe it's not, maybe we can argue whether or not those are good tests of merit. But it still went through that gauntlet. <clears throat> and so it's easier to look at that and say, well, I made it through all that, you know, and it's doing really well. Right. You know, and I think on the more obvious comics, it's easy to go, well, look at Penny Arcade. I mean, they've got a charity and they've got this giant empire. Clearly, they've done well, right? I think that's for us to say, well, look at Penny Arcade, look how well it's doing. Is, and and have a print cartoon and say, well, look at Doonesbury. It's look at all of its prestigious awards. You know, it's won a Pulitzer and it's done this. I think Penny Arcade's accomplishments are as arbitrary as Doonesbury. But the 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 differentiator is we're trying to decide here. Well, you know, what aesthetic are we deciding is good? Right. You know, and well, then that's... you have like an up and comer like this kid that's doing a Mal and Chad. It's an amazing comic, and nobody knows. Maybe nobody knows about him, and uh, I, you know. I want to do what I can, my part, to change that. But um, he still has to go through some steps before everyone starts to realize that. But if if <clears throat> if the, someone in the National Cartoonist Society sees his work and thinks it's amazing and wants to nominate it for a division award, it should just go where it fits in their current divisions. Right. And that's it shouldn't I, that's, be... That's what I'm going to argue, is that... Yeah. yeah. Well, the, 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 I would the, make that argument, too. And, and the, big, the big concern from a lot of National Cartoonist Societies <clears> is <throat> they keep telling me, well, if we do a webcomic award, which I, again, I disagree with, if we do a webcomic award, how do I know, how do I weed through all the stuff to find what's good? And my point, if, if they want to go that route, my point will be like, look, it doesn't matter if a cartoon has 100,000 readers in the morning or a million readers in the morning or 10,000 readers in the morning. If that's the one you want to nominate, nominate it, you know, like. Yeah, if you like you it. I mean, if it's good, it's com- good. They're coming from a world where legitimacy is conferred by a third party, not by if you like it or whether or not the strip is good enough, you know. Which is so silly because if they're looking to legitimize the, the NCS more, let them be an authority. When they say it's good, it's good now. Right, right, right. That's well, what they should like, be that's doing. That's an excellent point. Yeah. But all four, but all four of us could you know, like name one or two comics that no one has really discovered yet. But we know it's a great strip and it's going to do great. You know. Yeah, it's, but I mean, you could do that with newspaper comics too. Sure, but the, but that's <clears throat> that's or own. or comic books that aren't getting the attention because the market direct market's broken. Yeah. I mean, it's not just it's. All I'm saying is that is this that goes, this goes back to my other point though is that <clears throat> uh, is that. That's why the exter- that's why when Brad was saying, you know, you've got to you can't let people paint you into a corner or else you'll one day you'll find your your blue is that um No, too- I get that pun now. There's too many No, I arts- really I swear to god, I was <laughs> <laughs> I almost said red and I backed off because of the communism aspects. <laughs> What? Like that matters to anyone, <laughs> Senator McCarthy? These are the things that go through my mind on the fly. I I, I swear I was not going for the pun. That's my Brad, only. Did you come through a time hole? <laughs> I like that Brad's. I like that Brad's consideration. 
Chad's consideration for a joke is will the will this the American un, or the un-American committee of the Senate like the joke? Um. Anyway, what I was going to say was that that this idea that that you know um, that's been expressed by the NCS that they're afraid to or not afraid to, but they find difficulty in nominating webcomics because they don't know who the big ones are. The, that's the basic problem of looking for externals to justify your work. And it's the same kind of thing that Brad was saying when, that, when feeling like you have to fight everybody that, that tells you that you're this or that. Is that if art is good, then you have the strength and the, the self-security to know that it's good and, and just hold it up as such. You don't need some external third-party justification for it. You know? Yeah, or, no, or, you don't. And what I'm saying is, well, well, where you make the argument that if the NCS wants to get division awards, they should just see what they like and fit it in their existing criteria. I'm saying that that we as cartoonists um, and anyone listening to this podcast that wants to be a professional cartoonist, they should start finding criteria outside of the web immediately to aim for. Because the web being online is no longer a novelty. It is no longer a legitimizing factor. It should not be a legitimizing factor. Because all you're doing is trying to legitimize yourself amongst everyone else who is trying to do the same thing you are. And what ends up happening is you never leave that coven. You just try to get to the top of the heap of everyone that's at the bottom of the heap. That's a really good point. You know, there are people there are people outside of webcomics that you're you're better your time is better spent trying to impress. Yeah. Well, we've said that from the beginning, I think. No, oh, I know. To go out, I know. go out to the bigger circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I don't want I don't want you to think that I'm I'm necessarily arguing with you. I think I'm just uh no, no. I, I was you're, trying to say there's still uh, some there's still some value in the name. I think as a descriptor. Well, I I'm I think some people are stinking it up, and we need a distance. <laughs> <laughs> and I love I love how in this moment Scott is actually pointing to my picture on Skype. He's like, I think some people are stinking it up. I think they know who they are. No, but Dave, come on, honestly, you you can't tell me that being nominated for humor publication as for an Eisner is much better than in in your heart than if you'd been nominated for best digital comics. Oh yeah, it's very nice. I I have an Eisner on my shelf. I'm looking at it right now. It's just best digital comic, and all I can lament over is the Eisner I lost for best humor publication to Kyle Baker. Yeah, because that's what I wanted to win. Not that I yeah. don't like, but see what I'm saying? No, I know. Well, yeah, because it's a it's a uh, they had to it's create a, mit- a it's category. A mitigator. It's a mitigating category, right? You know it's what like I mean? Say, it's like saying best tallest of the short. <coughs> hey, right, right, right. The room, there's someone in the chat room going, "I'm sorry for stinking it up." <laughs> uh, apology accepted. <laughs> I'm sure you are stinking it up, as I once stunk it up. So don't be mad at me about it. Just put your head down and and start aiming, start swinging for the fences, my man. Or you can be mad at me and just keep stinking it up. <laughs> I like I like how you're like you go on this diatribe like yeah exactly you should you stop thinking it up and then you look and you're like oh it's Carl Crusher oh Carl I'm, I'm I'm sorry you're not thinking it up <laughs> uh, Carl Kershaw, you son of a bitch this this has become our our communal we love Carl episode I think I bet he just I bet I bet if Carl were to trip and spill ink it would he would just it go, would come huh. out it would come out <laughs> it would just come out we would all just be weeping at the beauty of it yeah. I'm already weeping, picturing it in my head. <laughs> I'm just worried about him falling down. <laughs> I just want him to be okay. Don't, don't give, do not give Carl alphabet soup because if he stirs that spoon, it's going to make a <laughs> sequential art comic that you're going to weep over. It's going to be so beautiful. <laughs> Scott, Scott, come here, check it out. 
Carl, what? Just come here. The bathroom. And I look at It's beautiful. His poop is his poop is beautiful. I'm like, wow. I love how you give it a little twist at the end. <laughs> Robert McKee would be so proud of you. I learned how to do that in Italy. <laughs> I worked at a dairy farm. <laughs> I worked at a dairy farm. Is I, that the farm? I learned that abroad. <laughs> oh, it's uh, oh, traditionally great. it's traditionally from Fumetti. Um, I got my passport in the mail, and I'm carrying it around like a six year old. That's just so proud he has a passport. It's in my pocket right now. But listen, you know we what, need to wrap. Like, you know what, oh. Scott? I, I I just remembered one thing that you just reminded me of with the Eisner. I'm going to be self serving for one minute. And tell everybody that over at the Sheldon site, I'm offering a free PDF of the book. So before you vote, you can read it because I just thought that would be a good idea. In fact, I should publicly thank Scott because this is actually go- goes back to earlier podcasts about how friends help each other. Because I think I either emailed or called Scott and I was like, I don't know. Should I put a free PDF up? Is that, is that seeming like that's mean to the other cartoonists who can't obviously tell their publisher to put up a book? And he goes, God damn it, David. Don't be mealy-mouthed about this. Put that, put that PDF up there. You got this <laughs> far. Go for it. I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Thanks, Scott. Thanks. And what happened after that? Every other person in your category offered a PDF. Yeah, I thought that, that was really oh, interesting. Did they? Oh, yeah. Everyone offered a PDF. All of a sudden, everyone in that category had a PDF up. Wow. Yeah, Interesting. It was it was clear that it took them a week or two to convince their publishers because it took everybody a while, but uh, everybody put a PDF up after I put a PDF up. Wow. Interesting. So we will see. We will see. Vote for David. Come on. God damn it. Give, a, give us this. <laughs> we want it. Next we year want to lord it over others. Just don't let certain now. people win. I won't even name them. Just don't let them win. Well, I don't, do I don't need to tell you what happened to me when, 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 when the person won on top of me and he got up there and it, it, he had done six updates and it was a video game thing. And he got up there and in accepting his award, he said, geez, maybe I better start making a couple more comics. Yeah, that's great. That's, that's, the, that's the sentiment that I don't want to lose to is that, uh, that exactly what happened to Brad. Brad, who did you lose to again? What was the name of it? it was, uh, you that... lost the guy does Sam and Max. Sam and, and Max. It was, a, it was old comics. of Well, no, they were new comics, but they were comics made to promote his video game. Right. right. He had a video game with Telltale, and they said, hey, make a couple side comics, and he made them. He, I, you know, he, I'm sure he worked one weekend and put some comics up, and then they're like, he's like, well, there must be something to these web comics. <laughs> but, but in the meantime, the most painful part is some of the most beautiful strips that Brad has ever done in his life. Those don't fables. you perceive? Don't you perceive that as a uh, a failing of the uh, uh, the Eisners, where they're like they're out of touch, so they're well, saying, oh, "This looks uh, good." Can I can I tell you? And this might this might make Brad sad to some level, but. The injustice that was done to Brad was actually what helped convince me that I should put a PDF up because had everybody seen Fables, it was so right. self-evidently gorgeous. Um, it was beautiful work. Well, that's what happened. You know, I mean, I think, I think just like I'm voting here, I, I didn't read any of these reality-based works. And I think a lot of people in comics didn't read any of the webcomics. Like, I don't know any of these webcomics. Oh, Sam and Max. I love Sam and Max. Vote. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, I'm so, sure of it. Absolutely. So, I mean, that. Uh... That's why it was such a big deal for me to, to try to get the PDF out there when the idea first came to me. Because I was Look, like, you know what? If, if I'm going to lose, at least let people have read the work first, you know? You're, win or lose is not going to affect your life in any way whatsoever. Oh, I know. I know. But, but, but it's so, um, it's still so nerve wracking when it happens to you. Because it was such a weird, surreal thing for me, too. Because I got, I think it was two years in a row I was nominated. And the first year I went up, 
and lost, and it was a horrible evening. It was so harrowing. And I was at the image table with, I think all of us lost at the image table, and we were like, why are we doing this to ourselves? Why did we come here? <laughs> and, then, and then a year later, in April, I woke up to emails going, congratulations, you're nominated again, second year in a row. And I went, oh, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, God. And it was just, I even said to Angie, let's not go. I don't want to sit through that again. And she's like, no, we should go. And so, I yeah. It's it's <laughs> tough. Oh, yeah, Look, I'm, not, I'm not looking forward to that night. You you, it's it's hard not to. It's hard to, especially the Eisners, because there's so many people at that. Like I, when I went, uh, John Landis was there. Mm-hmm. Wow. And John Landis, I'm like, oh fuck, you directed Animal House. And he goes, yup, and he just headed straight, you know, past <laughs> Yep, you're in my way for the can, kid. Get out of yep. my head. <laughs> Probably the bar, but. <laughs> <laughs> That was the night, also the night was, that was the night Frank Miller almost fell over on me. <laughs> totally, totally drunk. But anyway, that's another story. Web Comics Weekly, I gotta go take a dump. If you guys want to keep talking, you can without me, but I've got to go. That's all right, we can, edit, we can edit it up. Yeah, we can square it away, we're done. Next week, we need to talk about Nina Paley and her bullshit about copyright. Oh my God, we could meet here tomorrow. I'm, I'm fired up on that one. Yeah, if you want to, I'll come back tomorrow and talk about it too. I'd do it in a heartbeat. All right, well, thanks, guys. <laughs> all right. You know what, guys? Let's all go take a dump. Web Comics <laughs> Weekly out. All right, I'm done recording.